Hello and welcome to the Soapbox Derby. My name is Jake. I'm here with Alex Gnapp. Yellow. And Amanda Gale Arbogast. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Peachy. Right on. Are Um, we expecting a response from someone? I was expecting a response from anybody at this point. It would have been nice. Uh, We are here with Jesse and Becca Doler of R Shade Brewing. Hello. Hi. Excellent. (laughs) Um, R Shade is one of the newer up-and-coming breweries in Akron, which is saying something because there's quite a bit of them out there. Um, But what I think is unique to your guys' situation is the level of commitment you had in the brewery from pretty early on in the fact that you two were able to raise a family while this business was and currently is on its upward tra- trajectory. I got a bo- I got a really good <laughs> smile out of the both of them when I said that. <laughs> um, why do you think? Why do you think that is? I mean, is it is it extremely difficult, or are you smiling because it is? It's been a lot of fun. Um, do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, yeah. No, I don't think it's any more difficult necessarily than anybody else would have raising a family. Um, Luckily for us, we have a really great support system, which has been huge, like absolutely astronomically huge. Um, If you don't have that, I can't imagine it being easy, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, yeah, it was, um, it's not been hard, but we don't know anything other than this. Because, you know, when you're raising a family or trying it for the first time, you have no uh, precedent. You just go for it and do it. So, yeah, if it wasn't for our support system, uh, I have no idea how we'd be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we we got in touch with you guys and ended up thinking this is a pretty good idea from uh, or, or through Amanda, who thought it would be a good idea to bring you guys onto the show. And obviously, we concurred. Her name is Gail. You must refer to her as Gail. You can't go back and forth here. Should we explain how Gail became a name? I would imagine. Please do. I think so. Yes, explain Gail. Because I don't think people really understand that at all. I don't think they do Do you want to explain it? Well, (laughs) I would say that that most people go through at least a two-step drunken phase. Yes, I like to call it the uh, Super Saiyan. Type theory, right? Right. <laughs> so where you have Super Saiyan one, two, three, um, possibly four, if you're crazy. But I think that Gale Which Force I'm wins maybe. is kind of like when you black belt out in like a martial arts type of deal. <laughs> so she had, <laughs> so she had, uh, you know, many other things. But once she became wise and um, and learned how to harness the power, yes, he called me wise. Exactly. Everyone, you're hearing it here first. Right. Right. So she would go through. She would go through regular Mandy, and then handy you know, pants half a handy bottle pants of wine, Mandy. and she was handy pants Mandy, where everybody, everybody was going to get some very physical affection. Yes, and then it turned into gale force winds <laughs> when think when the real. When the real hits the fan. So where did Night Shift Mandy come in? Oh. Now, Night Shift Mandy is that's an entire, That's a Super that's Saiyan 3 situation. Yes. <laughs> that's like when you got into GT that and you're like, this era. isn't the same that show. That was an era. Yeah, it's an era. Okay, and then, and then for, you know, multiple personalities apparently. Argoblasted? Is that oh. just a phase? Argoblasted, well? I would say, oh, is the that subsequent been... action of being the receiving end of Gale Force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 You were Argoblasted. Argoblasted. Yes. But Night Shift Mandy was when I worked 
obviously night shift as an RN. And when I would have nights off, I would force all of my friends to go to the bar with me. And then I would make them stay up until probably 3, 4 in the morning because I could. And or whenever Annabelle's asked us to leave. Yes, exactly. And they all hated me for it. But now they secretly love me for it. So Yeah, well, when it's happening. Yeah, I don't know why we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Every Saturday morning, I woke up like in a world of hurt. I just got, I just got, ever blasted, arga blasted, arga I apologize, but we forgot about Hulk Mandy. Oh no, no, we don't talk about Hulk Mandy. We don't. I concur. But we can acknowledge that she exists. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. In the same she way is. that like you used to have that friend, and then in high school they got really weird, so you don't talk to them <laughs> So in the end, Pretty Gale Force it. wins is the um, combination of all of them, but the best traits. I would agree. And that's why it's a pleasure having her on the show, as well as cultivating talent and guests for us to talk to. And beauty. Well, hello, Gale. Thank you. Thank you. So when did did you guys get first involved with our show? Well, um, it started at Becca's um, uncle's wedding, and we were uh, paired up in a uh, cottage at Putin Bay with Ron and his family, and it was um, Becca, myself, and her brother, Steve, and his wife, Juana. Uh, so we were in a cottage on Putin Bay, and, you know, as wedding festivities uh, happen, um, you know, you, you mingle, you, you talk, and especially if you're staying in the same place, you end up having a conversation. Well, we started talking about craft beer, and, you know, I really enjoy craft beer, and what I Is that I was, something you've always been into? Um, I, well, sounds bad, but I've always been interested in alcohol, and... <laughs> I think to <laughs> uh, a certain degree we all are. Right, right. But, Very uh, good company. Um, uh, I, growing up, uh, through college, you know, you, you, you drink a bunch, and I really started to develop a, a palate for beer, wine, and uh, the spirits. Uh, n- not on, like, you know, getting hammered all the time. But no, I remember just, when we met the first time you gave me a book on wine, yeah, actually. Yeah, um, because I, I just really enjoy um, everything about those alcohols. Um, <laughs> you know, they're beautifully tasted and textured, and I can go on and on about that, but... Um, we started talking about beer, and then he's like, hey, I, I brought some beer. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, well, let's try it. And I had it, and it was wonderful. It was delicious. I'm like, who makes this? He's like, I do. <laughs> that's awesome. that's what it, yeah, that's what it <laughs> and, and the reality soaks in. Right, I was just like, And then your oh. brain exploded. Yeah, so uh, after that, uh, he offered a, uh, hey, do you want to, you know, brew with me sometime and the rest is sort of history right were you uh becca were you always kind of into that too or was it something like eh, beer's a beer oh no no i was i i like to think always into it um but i didn't really know that i was into it so all i know is at college parties uh you know when you're drinking your options are bud light natty light coors light (laughs) all of this can i curse Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is fucking yeah, shit. I would get, right, right. <laughs> so basically, um, when I turned 21, not that I wasn't 21 the whole time. Um, yeah, no, right. Yeah. Um, 
I went to the store and I got Sam Adams because I was like, all right, this is like marginally. I worked full time, so I had like the budget for better beer. Sure. And like it was actually good. I got the cherry wheat. And so I started drinking that, and then I moved to like the general lager, and then that's when I started like just drinking Thirsty Dog and like various other things. So in my mind, I was just drinking beer. I didn't know the difference between craft beer at the time, but as I got older um, and it became more prominent, like I was like, oh, that is what I like. Right. I think I kind of followed a similar path because I think, um, you know, I was I was a Bud Light hound for a long time, and then there was the Genesee party. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, obviously, we obviously didn't have like good Those taste days. or even taste in beer, but one Toma always drank Great Lakes. Yeah, I was gonna say Great Lakes. One of our buddies had um, always just had Great Lakes on him. Sam so Adams. Like, oh, okay, yeah. that was definitely my introduction. Um, what I think is crazy about the craft beer world, though, is that um, we're all kind of the same age, and I think we all kind of lived it as far as like when it actually became popular. Like before, like right before I was on the cusp of being twenty-one was when I felt that all of these new breweries and all of these new things were coming out and there was Great Lakes and there was Sam Adams. And um, it's it's very neat to be on that. Like, for once, like, we get something, like, on that cutting edge of, like, something that's new. You know what I mean? Yeah. The golden age. Exactly. Of, like, exactly. <laughs> like, it's almost in the past now. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, not, like, literally, but as far as, like, the, like, it hyped and now it just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Right. Deal. We were lucky to also have the format of uh, bars like 69 Taps and Wandsworth right. where they would have live music, but they also had 69 other beers that you could choose from. And if you wanted like a Bud Light or a Heineken or a, or a PBR, they had to go to the case and go get you a <laughs> bottle of that. Like almost, almost, not in a shameful kind of way, but like here's that crap you could have just got at the gas station. Thanks for coming to the bar with 69 different handles. <laughs> right. And this is what you were going for. <laughs> And then, Jake, you got hired at Thirsty Dog? Correct. And um, then our world changed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was that, you know. Yeah. There was, you know, that, not to take away from, from our guests at all, but, you know, on an up-and-coming uh, brewery that is about to, you know, see expansion, one of the benefits of that is the employees get to take a lot of the low fills home or, or some of the experiments home, and that, I think... Kind of led to us getting into craft, craft beer. As yeah, well. that was our introduction into craft sure, beer. Sure, sure. It's easy when it's free. Especially um, <laughs> what I like to refer to as a Siberian night summer. Yes. Huh. Yeah, and we, we had no idea how strong this beer was. And so we would try to chug like two or three before going to a party and get way too drunk. And right. that was our summer. Well, you know, 80 to 90 degrees that. is yes. not the right climate to be enjoying a stout in anyway. Yeah, so. but <laughs> who knew that? It was, <laughs> it was the game of life. That was the downfall of us yeah. all. Yes. That's how you learn. <laughs> Absolutely. Gail's looking into her notebook. <laughs> well, Jake just she's, put me on the she's spot got, here. She's got some pretty little so. writing going on. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, put me on the spot. So, um, where are you guys located right now? As people or the brewery? Brewery. brewery. Okay, sorry. We're, we're <laughs> going back to the brewery. Uh, we are located uh, at the corner of Merriman and Portage Path in the Merriman Valley. Okay, and when did you guys open? Uh, we opened Labor Day of last year, so September 15? 15. 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Happy that she knows that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the years uh, go by. Yeah. Um, no, we, we opened um, 
uh, Labor Day of last year, and it's been a whirlwind um, since then. So it must have been because when was when was the wedding that you were, you were talking about where you you guys had first met? Oh, that was that was oh shoot. Um, it was still in September, but it, it was two years, two and a half years before the brewery opened. So Jesse was brewing with Ron actively for two years before Ron approached us and was like, hey, so I'm going to open an actual brewery. So where were you brewing in the meantime? We were just practicing, uh, uh, practicing home brewing at his house, like you about once a month. Um, we would brew on a Sunday and we do like a double batch. Um, and it was really cool because it was just in in the back of his uh, house. He had a nice sunroom, and we the just Florida room. the The Florida <laughs> room is uh, yeah. Why was it? Why was it named the Florida room? Um, because it was always <laughs> like 80, 90 degrees in there. <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of beers were you making? Would you say that you were more experimental then than you are now, or do you kind of keep that creativity going? Well. Um, Ron had been brewing for about 20 years on and off so since since he was um, in his 20s. In, in his 20s, he was brewing. And then, um, so by the time I came along, you know, it was him teaching me a, a lot of things about brewing because I never brewed before, as well as he was trying out different styles. And uh, so we were doing... You know, the Rubber City Red, we were working on that recipe. Um, and as over the two years, you know, we were refining that recipe. And it was really cool to see the birth of, that was actually the first beer we named, was the Rubber City Red. Um, so once a month, you guys are getting together at Ron's place. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> how much does a double batch make? Uh, double batch back then... Um, was about 30 gallons. Uh, we were doing half barrels at the time, so that's 15, 16 gallons. So you guys aren't messing around with, like, a modified Mr. Beer kit. Like, you guys are going hard. No, Ron had, um, um, set up his own half barrel system, and he has a really, really cool blog about it, uh, Half Barrel Brewer, um, that I learned a lot about, um, because once I started brewing with him, you know, he had a couple links and, you know, he would just document, you know, each brew that he did, um, you know, what went wrong, who helped. And it was really cool because, you know, you, you could read about it and I just backlogged and read everything that he was doing and his techniques. And, um, uh, so he had a really nice system set up and we, you know, we brewed on that. So it was about 15 gallons. Okay. Okay. Um, so we would, sometimes do uh two batches on a sunday so we'd start at like seven o'clock in the morning and we wouldn't get out there until eight o'clock at night in uh, <laughs> it for the long haul though. it was all day it was, it was an all-day thing you know uh but it was great it was oh, it was awesome well, i imagine it's sunday so you guys are like starting the day off strong getting mm-hmm. the getting the brew ready and then you know watching football or um, oh. um, a lot of it was uh, we we were brewing and then eating. Eating. Oh man, <laughs> like we, we would get there and Carol would be making breakfast, and by the time you were done with breakfast and you clean up, she would start making like lunch. Is Carol Mrs. Shea? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, sorry, that's uh, Ron's wife. And so you know you have lunch, and she'd put out snacks, and when you know 
she was done cleaning up from lunch, she'd start making dinner. So, like, you were literally drinking beer and eating all day. It was horrible. So, yeah, that's <laughs> a, what a life. That's like a great day. <laughs> um, so, from your Facebook, I actually haven't gotten to try this yet. I see you guys do on Wednesdays a lab rat yes. ale. Can you elaborate <clears throat> on that a little bit? Uh, Jesse probably can more than I as far as the lab rat process. Okay. Um, so, lab rats are... Our experimental beers, uh, beers that um, we may not feel not like 100% confident on, you know, uh, uh, testing the boundaries of what you can do with beer. Um, so we make a, uh, a small batch and it used to start off at like five gallons and now we've progressed up to um, about 10 gallons um, of beer. Uh, that we, you know, experiment with, uh, trying different flavors, uh, different concoctions, and seeing how, you know, our audience enjoys them. And then whether, you know, if people like it enough, then we'll, we might upscale the beer and make it um, uh, bigger. So what's an example of a lab rat beer that maybe made it to bigger production? One of the popular ones that we have out right now is the Palm Blonde. It is a, a blonde ale with pomegranates. Um, we have a lot of the beers that we have put on uh, tap started from Lab Rats. Oh, okay. Um, and that was a lot of, other than like the main styles like um, our Topath Pale Ale, the Rubber City Red, the Chocolate Coffee Stout. Like Those were some of the ones that we've had since we were homebrewing. Um, but then a lot of the other styles was just experimentation, trial and error. Um, we messed around with a lot of IPAs. Uh, we're currently um, doing a lot of different IPAs for 2017. We have the Smash Brew, which is single malt, single hop. Oh, that so, seemed to evoke a response. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, my favorite. That's the good one. So, it's, right. Sorry. Um, it is hands down my favorite. I guess you've done three at this point, or there were just two. I'm I was very sad to see the number nine Smash Brew go off. Yeah, <laughs> what did you like about it so much? It was for an IPA. It wasn't like terribly happy. It was more fruity, in my opinion. Everything's different to everyone. Obviously, everybody's palate varies, but something about that was just like okay, I could drink this every day for the rest of my life and not be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's what you look for in a really good beer, I think. There's that, that sense of drinkability, like you finish one, you're like, I can't wait to have the one after this. Right. Now, the really cool thing about the Super Smash Brew is every single time that we make it, it's going to be different. Oh, cool. So we're going to do a different single malt, different single hop. And then smash, the, single malt and single hop. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so it's an acronym. Um, but, you know, with Super Smash Brews, it's sort of like Super Smash Brothers. Uh, just having That's fun awesome. with the names. That is fantastic. I had to <laughs> lean away from the microphone and laugh at that. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Uh, so, so, we, so that's one of the IPA series that we have. Uh, the other one is the Constitution. And um, sort of uh, uh, just the play on the Constitution where you have different amendments. We're going to have different IPAs. Okay. So there's going to be the First Amendment, Second Amendment, and we're just going to keep on going. They're not related to, you know, the Bill of Rights or, you know, certain amendments 
but each one has a different um, malt base, hop base, but it's going to be a, a, just an IPA. That's very cool. So you're, you're introducing like themes to some of the variations that you're making. Right. Uh, so uh, not only do they get you know credit where credit's due, you know, that's what we did for that beer, but it just runs along the series of the Constitution. So, so who comes up with these guys? Are you guys just like all palling around in the brew house and then somebody's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> Or is Ron just, like, barreling in the door in the morning, like, <laughs> we're making the Constitution? Well, um, Ron comes up with, sometimes, like, the general idea. He's like, I want to start a series of IPAs. And then I'm sitting there at the, um, the bar just thinking, you know, as we're brewing, I'm like, Constitution. You know, it's evolving. It's ever-changing uh, to make the more perfect beer. Uh-huh. And... Um, I was like, let's name the Constitution. He's like, okay. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Um, That's but, cool. Very progressive. Uh, trying. Well, uh, right now, everybody's interested in small batches of beer, um, constantly ever-changing. And that's something that we um, you know, picked up on. So that's why we have our lab wrap that's different every Wednesday and with the IPAs always changing, there's also another series called the Knockouts. Um, you know, like round one, round two, and it's for our double IPAs. And that allows us Ooh. more flexibility to, um, you know, create with different hops, different malts, uh, work on our, um, you know, a, a just building different beers and having a lot of fun with it. Because there's hops that you've never used before, but let's try it out in a smash brew you know we, we got to oh, work with the hop see how it reacts you know is it better for bittering is it better for flavor or aroma um you know and we can place it in different places during the boil and um get better flavors out of it um so with those um brews we can constantly change use different ones and make the best ipa well it seems like you guys definitely you know, embrace the change aspect of it. Do you enjoy working with smaller batches and, and coming out with the variation, or do you hope for one day to have your staple beers be mass-produced, or is that kind of where you're at right now so you have a little bit more comfort to experiment? Well, um, with our current situation, we have a, uh, you know, we have a three-and-a-half-barrel system, so 120 gallons they're pretty small batch uh, as it is and we have compared to what oh with um any other like other than so we have a certain size of brewery but if you go to say thirsty dog you know they're upwards um i don't know probably bigger than 20 barrel systems so that's a lot of beer going out and they can you know mass produce size you know so they always have those constant ones on tap and that's awesome. Um, for us, we don't have a lot of uh, cooler space, so whatever beers we have, they go off tap, and you know it's a very tight back room. So, do you think that um, small batch is better tasting than when you mass produce it? Like, is there a certain point where the you sacrifice quality? Do you think when you start to get on that level? That's hard. Haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I think when we scale up different beers, um, we're we're pretty good at keeping it consistent in flavor. You know, but is that is that more taxing of an effort to no. scale up and keep it consistent? Well, um, um, it's a learning process. You know, you, um, you know, you, you you brew on a smaller size and you get these flavors. So you, you know, try to build out or scale up that recipe. But sometimes things don't react the same way and on a bigger si- scale. So you have to play around with it. And um, that's just something that, you know, you sort of learn and you figure out and um, trial and error. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, you, you guys certainly seem to have no aversion to embracing challenge. Because when you guys moved into your new spot, it seemed like there was quite a bit of remodeling done to that location. <laughs> We I have, mean, don't get me wrong, the bar looks absolutely fantastic. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and the artwork that you guys Thank have you. hanging up in the location has such a, a great personality to it. Um, you know, what, what was that like to have to expand in that capacity, and were you guys all kind of fulfilling duties outside your normal roles? Well, um, at the time we weren't opened, and I was still working up in Cleveland, um, but Ron was you know, there every single day. And I always called them whenever I had a free moment outside of work. I'm like, Hey, do you need any help? And he would tell me, no, not, not tonight. Or yeah, I could really use your help. But he was constantly working on that place and remodeling it. Uh, he did like 90% of the work. Um, his dad also huge, huge help. Um, Ron senior is just a fantastic guy. Um, but, you know, he was constantly working on it. I went over there as many times as I possibly could. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, cool. It was really cool to build a brewery, like the, the, the tap room and everything, and then, you know, put in the machinery and um, plumb it all together. It was just a really cool experience. I would imagine so. It sounds like a lot of, a lot of hard work, though. It, it was, and when I think back, if I could do that again... That there's no way. I don't know how I had the time or energy to be there as much as I did. <laughs> that is our dog drinking water out of the dishbowl. There's a recurring theme of dogs showing up. There, on, there is. On the <laughs> yeah, the last episode. And that's all right. There's worse things to happen to a good show than dogs showing up. There are. Um, well, I think that you're passionate about something. I think that your work ethic um, tends to increase, and it kind of feels like um, you know you're not actually working at all. And like when you get through, you know, a day, and you're like looking back on it, like how did I actually accomplish that? I think it's because of like your passion for what you're trying to do. Like you're trying to live out your dream, so you kind of go into this like survivalist mode, and you just kind of put yourself through it. So would you say that you felt you know kind of the same? you know, kind of survivalist thing where you're just like, I just need to get through this. And like, I can't believe I accomplished all this type of deal. Um, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of things going on at that time. Um, we found out that, um, she was pregnant and it was very, very exciting, but we were also um, getting married and moving and and Having a kid and I don't believe in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> and you were both working full time jobs and doing the brewery, right? Correct. Yeah. I yeah. remember Becca super pregnant and on the floor at the brewery 
bartending and -hmm. helping out. And I just couldn't believe that she was working a full-time job on top of that. Yeah, it was... (laughs) (laughs) Again, like Jesse said, I, I look back and I'm like, I don't know if I could do that again. But at the time, it probably was survivalist. You know, it was fun. It didn't feel like working. It didn't feel hard, but... Um, you know, I'd go into work at 7.30, get out at 4.30, go straight to the brewery and work till midnight. 11. Midnight, 11. Yeah. Um, but no, it didn't, it didn't feel like work. It's just following your dreams. And oh, it was, it was a blast. I, I couldn't I, do it now. No, no, couldn't do it now. <laughs> but, uh, now I, that we actually have the child, I, I get why parenting is hard. <laughs> <laughs> It, is a, it didn't come with a manual, did it? <laughs> no, no. There's a lot of internet things, though. Uh, well, and that's beer. helpful. Yeah. And beer. Yeah. yeah. Beer yeah. helps. Beer helps. Absolutely. Um, would you suggest, or what advice do you have for other young people who are looking to do the same thing that you guys are doing? <laughs> Don't. Drink, a lot of, <laughs> drink lots of coffee. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, going back to my original point, make sure that you have, like, solid people around you. Like, you know, we're fortunate enough, again, to have the family we do, to have the friends we do. Like, really just understanding people. Um, but if you if you don't have that... The time, the dedication, even the financial backing, really, don't do it. It's a lot of work, and there's a lot of sacrifice. And if there's one aspect of your life that you just aren't willing to give up or you can't give up, you know, we were lucky because we're married. We still got to spend time with each other. But I think if Jesse were to do this without me or if I were to do it without him, it would have put a lot of strain on our marriage. So, Understandably so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you have to know what you're getting into. That's the coolest answer to a question I think we've had. Do you think your relationship... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Realist answer we've yeah. had yeah. in a long time. Yeah, straight up. That's solid advice. Uh-huh. Do you think your relationship grew through this experience? Oh, like, yeah. You, uh-huh. you got closer uh-huh. together? <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, the time that we'd uh, enjoy with each other was working. And we developed a working relationship, which also strengthened our relationship because that is usually a dynamic that you don't get to have with your significant other um, unless you met at work, you know. Um, So we were working two different jobs and then working together. And then with any spare time we had. It was cool. It was definitely different. Um, I learned a lot about how he works. Um, in a good way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, it's, it's, and it, you know, eventually became our quality time. So after we had the baby, um, and I went back to work and continued to work at the brewery, you know, our one-on-one time was Sundays when we worked together. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, that's how we spent time together because... I'll tell you what, there's nothing sexier than flirting with somebody at work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you're, one on, you're getting paid for your one-on-one time. Yeah. That's where I enjoyed it. You beat the grind. You beat yeah. the grind. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I have a good story. Uh, last St. Patrick's Day, Jake and I actually went to Arche Brewing mm-hmm. uh, with Becca and Jesse, and we had a couple beers there, and we also had some Diamond Deli. That's true. Which, That's right. um, yeah, was awesome. And little did we know that Diamond Deli was actually going to be a part of Arche, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. 
Uh, we, me and Ganap actually got to try it firsthand the other week. Delicious. <laughs> yes, we were super excited about it. So. Um, yeah. Did you? Uh, who all? Who all went to that? It was you and Sarah and Tuna. Yep. And Alex. Right Yes, and me. Um, oh, I you guys third wheeled it on on a free uh, we day, did. huh? We did. We did. Well, she invited us, but I love the Diamond Deli. You know, the Diamond Deli was one of those places in Akron. So, like, when you go to a, a big city or you move somewhere, um, so when I moved to Akron uh, seven years ago, you're always trying to find that place that is authentic and real to the area. And it took me probably about a year until I actually found the Diamond Deli. And the cool thing about the Diamond Deli is you go there. And they make your sandwich with love and, you know, it's it's too small and you're eating on top of each other and all of these, you know, great things about it. Um, and it's just one of those places that is just very authentic and very real. And when you eat there, it's like the kind of place that you don't want to tell somebody about unless you really know them. Like it's a safe place. <laughs> even, though, even though it's not like a secret, right. it's right downtown, but it, it felt like you know, six or seven years ago when I just moved here that it was, it was that like religious place. Like if I, I wouldn't just tell an acquaintance about Diamond It's Delhi. an Akron right, state. You got done with that sandwich. You're like, all right, that right, was funny. Right, right. Chili. <laughs> oh, mean, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Um, so when you guys added them on the menu, I, you know, couldn't really keep together. I was so excited. You know, she told us that we were going to try Diamond Deli food at um, your bar. And I'm also a fan of the beer, obviously. We have some tonight. Thank you. Um, what do we try tonight? The, uh, Chocolate coffee stout, the Topath and Pale, and the Rubber City Red. Yes, and then we try all them. Delicious. What is, these are crowlers? Crowlers. Yeah, describe yes. describe what, the crowler. What in the hell is a crowler? Okay. It looks like it looks like the biggest, manliest beer you can buy. <laughs> like think of a tall boy that's been working out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's uh, what this thing is. I left that dude. Yeah. I left the brewery and I felt like Timmy Tough now. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying three of these big bastards. <laughs> Well, um, what the crawler is, it's a can growler. So Awesome. Um, can howler, technically. Yeah, howler, because it's 32 ounces. And as you said, it's a tall boy on steroids. Um, it's, it's great. Um, we're able to... Um, excuse me. I was trying to swallow. Uh, <laughs> That's what she said? Oh, that is exactly what she said. Jail. No, it allows us to um, push out our beer. You know, people can come in and get our beer and walk away. They don't have to spend time getting their growler filled or they forgot their growler at home. Do I want to buy another one? You know, never right. mind. You can get the beer that you want to have ready to go. And we actually have a um, a cooler now that can hold a bunch. We will pre-make it the day be not the day before, but the day uh, before the day starts. And wow, wow. <laughs> guys, talking sound effects. Sound effects. <laughs> no, no, you didn't cue that. <laughs> um, I think another real big perk to the crawler, too, is that it's, it's longevity, it's much better than a growler. So you can these, and it's gonna last you unopened, um, for a lot longer than a growler would. I was reading about that. It something about it not letting the light in and oxygenation and all that good science stuff. More than I know. <laughs> right, same here. And <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. We got to bring it here to try. We actually saw some guy leaving the brewery. It looks like he just got off work, grabbed a crowler, was heading home. He looked like he was ready to kick some ass. Yes. Too. <laughs> 
It's very innovative. I mean, you can just grab and go. Yeah, that's wait in line. You know, where do the ideas for these come from? Well, actually, it was one of our uh, bartenders. Um, uh, he he started talking about it, and he was like, "You have to get one. You have to get one. You have to get one." And, <laughs> and at first, I'm like, "Okay, great. You know, we'll think about it. We're we have a lot of things going on right now." But he's like, "You got to get one. Like, you're you're missing out. You have to get this." And we're like, "Oh, okay." And then he's like, "You." Did, did you get it? Because you have to get it. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. The proverbial and, uh, squeaky wheel. <laughs> and, oh, right, but you want to know what? It's because squeaky of him. Squeaky wheel gets oiled. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Ron started talking to him, and then, you know, like a week or two later, we have a crawler machine, and it's been amazing. It helped us out. Like, Her name is Bertha. Bertha, oh. yeah. Oh, you got a name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, she beats us up all the time. Bertha <laughs> is a sexy bitch. <laughs> she is. Uh, no, you gotta well, watch out. She's not allowed, she, to, she's she not allowed to come around feisty. here anymore. Do you know Bertha personally? Um, I'm drinking uh, what she's made, so I feel like I know her pretty well. <laughs> that sounds dirtier than it is. Yeah. It does. It does. Maybe a little bit. Um, so back to the Diamond Deli. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Yes, what we were talking about before. Yeah. What has been your guys' favorite sandwich beer combination? Yeah. Ooh. See, we asked the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. He's asking the real questions. The <laughs> real we're getting questions down and here. dirty with it. Um, first, I just want to say I love Brett and Chad and everything that they've done. Um, Agreed. I have yet to encounter something that I don't like, but... Gun to my head, favorite would be the number three. Everything's numbered. Um, Which is? He's not it's heavy. The third one down he's the our line brother, line. Mark. <laughs> Add provolone cheese and you scarf that bitch down so hard. <laughs> <laughs> With white hair. So good. Um, if I have. Okay, so obviously I talked at length about how much I love the smash. So that I feel like would go with anything every day. Of my life forever, but um, honestly, probably the West Coast IPA. Okay, with that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what's your favorite? That is tough. Um, I enjoy the box tea. I enjoy uh, um, Chad's. I enjoy um, Mark. Um, the LeBron is fantastic. The Cuban is really good. He's tried a lot more. There's than a LeBron. I oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the LeBron. I didn't know this. Oh, what is the LeBron? Uh, Hold on, stall. Let me pull up yep. the menu. We're gonna bring up bacon, the menu. Bacon, <laughs> turkey. <laughs> I've memorized this. Song. <laughs> All right, so it's bacon, turkey, lettuce, tomato. I want to say there's like a chipotle or tomato kind of ranch. Yeah. Thing. Wait, are you answering my question on? honestly right now? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh uh, yeah. I'm not. You don't understand. It. Like I love. I'm not at all surprised that you know the ingredients. No, I mean. I second the Cuban also. Um, Great the, sandwich. The wonderful <laughs> thing about Diamond Deli is no matter what you get, it's amazing. It's great. So it's an adventure. You don't have to read what's on it because you're going to enjoy it. And then you're like, oh, what was that? Um, so a lot of time it's just like, that That sounds cool. I'm going to try that. Um, and also, Brett's fantastic. So I can, you know, he'll be like, what do you want? I'm like, make me something tasty. And he's like, say no more. <laughs> well, we also saw on the menu there was a collaboration between your guys' beer and some of the menu items, like the ah. chili and, was it hummus? Uh, yeah, the yes. hummus with our, our West Coast IPA. beer yeah. cheese. I didn't hear about uh, that. The beer cheese with the, the, chili. Uh, uh, with the blonde. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what is it, Ron's house stout with the chili. Um, yeah, Brett's, he just asked us, like, hey, 
I really want to make some food with your beer. Tell me about your beer. And, you know, we described some of our beer, and he's like, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. And then just today, he took um, some of our Lab Rat, which is a almond toffee stout. And he took that with some ice cream, and he blended it together. So we had the almond toffee, like, pralines and cream with oh my peanut gosh. butter. Jesus. Yeah, he just... Like, <laughs> Uh, just a magician the back fat there. kid in all of us is just like, <laughs> yeah. so oh, happy man. right now that was strong <laughs> that was a chorus of yes. <laughs> so there are um there are things that you can only get at, at your brewery that you cannot get on the actual diamond deli menu Correct. which is cool with right. the, the beer ingredients mm-hmm. different things like that so that gives you a reason listeners to go there try their beer to go to also diamond deli usually closes pretty early and the brewery Eh, well, they, I mean, they close, did they close later. at 8? Did you find that Like out? 7 or 8? Alright, so... Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you want a, a late night sandwich, they are open an hour before... Um, up to an hour before we close. So, Fridays and Saturdays, that's 11. Sundays, that's 7. Mm-hmm. Real numbers. Real numbers. <laughs> Sorry. Either way, real you get to enjoy their sandwiches people. a little bit later. Yeah, that's for sure. So we tried the towpath, 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 which that one we're always tweaking, and Ron upset me with that. So when he first made the towpath, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. It was my favorite, right? And then he changed it, and I was like, okay, it's still good. And then he changed it again, <laughs> <laughs> and it's still good. But this is, I guess, a, a recipe that he's looking for a very specific taste, so he's constantly tweaking. It's never bad, but it's changing. It's never like that first sip. <clears throat> no, right, and I think, um, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, which is only okay. 1%. Oh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I think the towpath was when we were at the wedding and we met uh, her, you know, met again with Ron. That was the first one that I tried. Maybe that's what he was working on or something, mm. and so it had a special place for me. So you got to try we, it pretty early on in the development process. Correct. Right. Um, we did have the towpath at our wedding. Our wedding? Well, our... The the wedding we were at. Or in... My Uncle Mike's wedding. Oh, no. That was oh, the right. red and Uh-oh. the... Um, the whip beer. All right. Well, my, we did have a lot of beer at your wedding. Though, so. We did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand the confusion. <laughs> you guys actually had a keg at your what is it called? Reception. Baby shower. Bridal shower. <laughs> Baby shower. Bridal <laughs> shower and the rehearsal dinner. The rehearsal yes. dinner is what I was talking so, about. So the perks of being friends with these two, I'm telling yeah. you. Ron gifted Jesse for our wedding a kegerator. Oh, I want that back. Yeah, it's it's being <laughs> utilized elsewhere. It's not in the home. But um, I think that was m- one of my favorite wedding gifts. Because mm-hmm. um, at that time, you know, we couldn't sell beer, so anything we were making got done. You were just drinking at home? Well, we it, it was... That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, getting to take it home. Not so much anymore. And this is how Jack was made. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story for a different day. Right, right, right. Mix equal parts uh, yes. workplace romance with <laughs> beer you can take at home. Beer you're allowed to take home. Um, a question I have for you is um, where else can you get our shade beer? 
beer besides the brewery? Um, Good problems to have. We have a um, um, very, very small distribution. Okay. Uh, Mustard Seed Marketing Cafe. They've been carrying us since before we were open, um, which was really cool because we had the the license to do so, but we weren't able to open up our doors because we were waiting on that license. Um, so we were able to uh, put it out at Mustard Seed Marketing Cafe. That's where I first tried it. Yeah, because um, uh, when Mustard Seed opened uh, in Highland Square, you know they had the big debut with the mm-hmm. bar up there, and uh, we were there. It was really cool to see our beer on tap. We are at um, Craft Beer Bar. Okay. Up in Cuyahoga Falls. Cuyahoga Falls, yeah. Yes. And then... Um, that place is exquisite, too. I love that place. So good. And then we are at the Cashmere Cricket as well. Oh. Um, so that's really cool. And we are at a few others, but it's, you know, not as consistent as those three. Um, but but I mean, these places that you're being carried at, I mean, they're they're pretty hit places like no no cool. I, I mean they're, they're, they're awesome places um I, I really like them all um are all of these relationships then personal to a certain um, degree i mean I, i'm i'm building relationships with um you know those people I, i'm getting to see them more often and i'm getting to remember their names and um you know uh, just like any relationship will develop it's actually happening you know um so, no, I'm very excited to uh, work with them. And also when we get our production facility, you know, we are still in the very, Yeah, so very, that's the next step, really. It, it's, it's the next step, but it's, like, very, very much in the infancy where it's like, oh, so you have a place? Like, n- no. Like, we're, we're looking for a place, but that's the direction that we want to go. And so uh, Ron's going to be uh, working on that, and I'm taking over more of the um, brewery... Uh, responsibilities uh, so that uh, he can then focus on finding a production facility. Cool. So you guys do want to um, bottle and you want to be able to buy six packs of your beer in gas stations and things uh, or? Well, um, it seems like more in for like grocery stores or grocery stores like well, or I, whatever. I, 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 I mean, carrying distribution is pretty, those are nice establishments. Right, right. I take my mom to craft beer bar. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, buying good beer in gas stations is also great too. Right, well, you want to know what? I wouldn't take my mom to a gas station. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would. Well, not unless she was (laughs) And hell, even maybe then. But Um, you don't know my mom, do you? You don't know my mom either. Or do you? Back on topic. Um, Back on topic. What were you going to say, um, Jesse? (laughs) Sorry. uh, Production, are you going to Oh, right. We are excited to see the possibilities of it, but... You know, right now it's just, let's go try to find a place, and then let's get a production facility built up, and then we'll see what happens after. Would it be cool to see our beer in a gas station? Sure. But, you know, I'm excited about the journey of the production facility and getting that up and running, because just getting this um, brewery up and running was just such a life experience. It was so cool to be in it from the infancy to where it is now and to do that with the production facility um, will be really cool and you know when we get to distribute and go that path that'll be really cool but I don't know looking at my feet right now 
<laughs> I'll look up one day. <laughs> well, if there's one thing uh, I can say about Arche Brewing from hearing a lot about it from, from its pretty early stages and then getting to witness it grow into what it is now and then hearing about what its intended future is going to be, you know, I, I wish you the best. And I, and I certainly think that uh, you guys will kill it, whatever you do, because so far you've not made a wrong step in my <laughs> mind. Yeah, big uh, things, big things. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for inviting us into your home and uh, letting right. us talk to you a little bit about what you're uh, working on and what we have in store for the future. Thank you, guys. Thank fun. you, thank you. Thank you. Um, yes. You can email the podcast at thesoapboxakern at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have any comments that you'd like us to address about any of our podcast ease slash guests. I guess would be the appropriate way to say that. Um, and different things like that. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll answer them on the next podcast. And also, please like our Shea Brewing on Facebook and rate them on Untapped as well. And if you're going to head down there, I'd recommend doing it on Wednesdays to be one of the lab rats. Yeah. This has been the Soapbox Derby. Thanks for listening, everybody. My name's Jake with Alex. Hello. And Amanda. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Good Thanks. night.